Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This community is all about empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals so you can live your next level life. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and success coach dedicated to changing women's lives worldwide in the work that I do. On this podcast, you can expect interviews with leading experts in the fields of personal development, business and career success, mindset, spirituality, well-being, and so much more, along with insights and behind-the-scenes access to my own story and the techniques and tools I use with my private clients, so you can level up in every area of your life. If you're ready to create and manifest your vision and watch your goals become your reality, then you're in the right place. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. This week's guest is Monica Yates. Monica is a coach, a healer, a period whisperer. She is a very gifted, very talented, very intuitive coach and she helps women clear trauma so they can step into their magnetic feminine energy. So this week we talk all about feminine energy and why it is so important for all women in achieving their goals, in putting themselves first, ultimately in feeling their best, you know, and living their best life. Um, I have been in Monica's business program, Baba. She has really helped me step into my feminine energy in my business. So we break down what that even means, why it's important, um, and certain misconceptions, we talk about certain misconceptions as well about what it, what it even means to be feminine in modern, in modern life. Um, we talk about women's empowerment, we talk about business, we talk about the choice that women have and ultimately making the choice that feels best for you. Monica shares some of the ways that she embodies her feminine energy within her business. So if you would describe yourself as a workaholic or you would describe yourself as potentially um, stepping into more of a masculine energy in your work, I can totally relate to that, then this conversation is going to be eye-opening for you because feminine energy is going to transform your whole life, but your business, what you want to manifest, um, what you want to create in the world, as well as your relationships, your family life, you know, everything. So really important for magnetism, law of attraction, manifesting your goals, you will want to listen up if you are interested in building your best life, which I know you are. Enjoy. Thank you to Monica for coming on. 
and be sure to screenshot your podcast app do it right now <laughs> tag us if you obviously if you're not driving if it's safe tag us on insta stories monica is monica yates health and i am at cat underscore horrocks we want to hear how you found this episode we want to hear your takeaways your tips what you learn can't wait Okay, welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast, ladies. I am so excited for today's guest, Monica. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Kat. So one thing I wanted to like quickly touch on before we begin, how old are you? I'm 24. Turning 25 in December 11th, everyone. Mark that day in your calendar. (laughs) (laughs) How have you found... Like, so for, for anyone who doesn't follow Monica, like you need to, but also you are such like an incredible coach and so intuitive with your clients. And how have you found growing a business from such a young age? Like, have you come up against any like doubters or mm. um, people like, cause I know people in my life when I started coaching, I think I was like 22, they yeah. were like, how can a 22 year old be a life coach? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to get that one. And then actually I had a client who was like 40 something. Most of my clients are older than me. And I had a client that was like 40 something. It's sort of been like two years ago now. And she said, after our first session, she said, Monica, I have to apologize to you about something. And I was like, oh, what? She was like, I really thought, what the fuck can this 22 year old, at that point, 22 year old, 22 year old do for me? And I need to apologize because I've never, like no one has ever been able to get that much emotion out of me. Like you did say or something like that or something like that. Basically she was like, I need to apologize. And I, I very rarely these days will get comments of like, no offense, but like how can a 24 year old know anything about life? But those people don't really understand what I'm doing then. They think that I'm sitting giving life advice. Like, oh, back when I was a teenager but that's not what I'm doing like my job isn't to give um like just life experience advice like yes I do have a lot of life experiences and I think also what's helped me is that I've jammed a lot of experience in a very short amount of time um which I didn't really realize to be honest until I was on maybe I think I was on yeah I was on my own podcast talking and I think you might have listened to that episode it was a very good one it was like one of the like it was the episode about like how I built my business and like a a four year in review thing anyway. And I kind of had this moment of like, fuck, I've actually like, like I've condensed time in the last four years in that what I've done, where I've traveled with people I've met, like not just business things and what I've achieved, but just like life experiences, like jaw surgeries, three fucking operations after a ski accident, like breakups, this, that, the other. I was actually like, whoa, I've actually experienced a lot in a short amount of time. So people that kind of say that just don't really understand what I do for work. Um, But also now I have so much content that's free that helps people to see like, whoa, this chick knows what she's talking about. So um, they don't really worry about that anymore. Yeah. Amazing. And do you feel like you've always been really intuitive and confident in what you do? Or was that a journey for you as well? Um, I was very intuitive. Oh, I also want to say, Kat, you asked before 
like hurdles that I came up against with being so young, growing a business and something that popped up as well that, you know, we always talk, people mention it, but I just want to mention it again, is that um, people definitely doubted me. And I would also say friends were very um, like threatened by me or like jealous. So I lost a lot of quote unquote friends. They weren't really friends though. I lost a lot of friends, but those friends honestly were just triggered because they weren't doing what they wanted to do. They didn't know what they wanted to do with their life. They saw it as, you know, bad or whatever that I knew what I wanted to do at a young age and they hadn't. And it's like, and I didn't care. Like, I'm like, I'm young. Like not everyone figures out what they want to do when they're 20 fucking one. That's okay. Like some people don't figure it out till 35. That doesn't make you a better or worse person. So I never judge anybody else, but people were judging me because I'd figured it like figured out what I want to do anyway. So I did lose a lot of friends and I would say people, some of my quote unquote friends started to treat me a little bit differently when I started to make a lot of money as well. Um, but the friends that have stuck, stuck around the longest and the ones that are the newest that I've made that are real, real friends, they don't really even know what I do that much in my business. They don't see me as my business. They know me for me. They love me. They love my personality. They know that like some of my old, old, old school friends, like they treat me the exact same because nothing's changed. Like I'm still the crazy Monica. I'm not any different. Like, yeah, I've got more money and I can buy nice things, but and go on cool holidays, but it doesn't change me as a person. Um, well, I haven't let it change me as a person, put it that way. Mm. Um, but in terms of the intuitive question, I was very intuitive when I was younger. I used to always have those repetitive dreams about a past life. And then I got really scared. So I shut it down as most of us kids do. And it was when I was about 22, I think 22, maybe 20, yeah, 22, um, that I had my first psychic reading and that like opened everything up for me. And she actually said to me, she's like, you know, that you're like crazy psychic. And I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, do you ever like hear things? And I was like, well, yeah. Like, like I was like, oh, no, but I hear things. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself or that. No, I'm talking to myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to God and God's talking to me. And she was like, oh, that's not. And I was like, I thought everyone just had that. And she was like, no, not everyone has that, Monica. Like, that's like a special gift. Like, you are very psychic. Anyway, so, um, and you've probably heard me say it before. I get all my downloads on the toilet. So for years, whenever I would sit on the loo, I would talk to, I would talk to like the universe or God or whatever. I never really believed in God, but I always believed in something higher. Um, but it was never, I never felt like I was talking to myself. That was a different kind of conversation that I would have in my head. It was like, I was talking to someone or something else. And I would just get these messages. So after I had that psychic reading, um, and then like, did a lot of healing around like past life trauma and everything that made me, I had this dream that I used to always have was just debilitating sometimes, but really scared me from like that kind of stuff. Um, so I did a lot of work around that and then I've just become super intuitive um, very naturally. So, yeah. I love that. I love <laughs> that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So. Amazing. So for anyone who like is new to your work how would you describe what you do um so I am a trauma healer and a feminine embodiment coach um and a period whisperer so essentially for the trauma stuff I do I help men and women um and people basically have traumatic experiences it doesn't matter whether you grew up in a perfect childhood or a really dysfunctional childhood 
but there are times when you either perceive things incorrectly or you actually go through something really traumatic and basically energy energy gets trapped in your body and you continue to get triggered by things. So you get triggered when you feel the abandonment wound come up or you get triggered because someone starts yelling at you or you get triggered when you hear a noise or a smell, like there's many different ways you can get triggered. And when you get triggered, that is your trauma being like reactivated. So I help people to get, make those triggers go away. So it's not like therapy where you have to like, remember like a tool, like breathe, like you're okay, you're safe. And you have to like do a bunch of shit to then feel better um, and remind yourself in certain scenarios, like stay calm or something. The way that my work works is like, it just feels like magic in that we do the healing stuff in a session and then you'll go and like do something during the day. And then after you, afterwards, you'll be like, whoa, Normally, if I go and do that, I feel X, Y, and Z. And that didn't happen that time. That's crazy. And it's like, you don't have to remember to behave differently or remember to breathe or remember to stay calm. It just happens naturally. So that's what I do when it comes to like trauma stuff. So a lot of trauma healing and then feminine embodiment stuff. It's helping women to get into their feminine. Um, so to let go of all that masculine armor, feel safe in their feminine boundaries, confidence, the huge. And then um, with the period whisperer stuff, I have a magic dust essentially, where every woman that has come to me that is missing their period has gotten their period back. And they have been to every doctor under the sun. Often I am like, I can be a last resort to people. Um, They've tried like a million and one fucking things. Same for trying to fall pregnant and nothing works. They come to moi, we heal the trauma and here is the period. (laughs) That is what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Like Harry Potter wand like yeah abracadabra i'm just like the fairy godmother what would the period like spell be in harry potter i've never watched harry potter so i wouldn't like menstruation oh no or something i don't know i've never watched harry potter but i watched um (laughs) charmed i loved charmed um but yes i'm a little bit of a period godmother or whatever like a fairy godmother <laughs> that just like sprinkles dust honestly i've i've met friends i've met girls that haven't had their period they we've, we've become friends it's happened in tulum and then another time so i have this friend we met in tulum a couple of days later went out for dinner together and she'd been missing her period for ages the next that night she texts me she got her period after having dinner with me like what the fuck and i'm like we didn't even talk about periods and like it's just like i just like literally feel like i sprinkle dust on people i met her friend in tulum as well her friends on the pill so obviously she's not meant to get like a period until like the sugar pills come and that's not even a period in itself anyway i meet her friend her friend gets her fucking quote unquote period the next day her friend's like what the fuck is your friend i'm now off my schedule <laughs> and then and then I have dinner with her the other week in New York. And again, she'd been missing her period. It had been coming very irregularly since like Tulum. We have dinner the next morning. I get a text, babe, I got my fucking period again. So legit period. It just happens. I don't know. It's crazy. It's I love crazy. it. I love it. I want to go back to the feminine like where I want to go today is like the feminine embodiment stuff Mm because I feel like that is going to be so like eye-opening for so many women listening and I know you have your own story with that and like how you came to heal that and obviously now you're like fully embodied in that work so can you tell us more about first of all I think 
I think it's a good place to start for anyone who might be new to this. Like not everyone who listens to this podcast is like super spiritual or whatever. Why is feminine energy work so important for every woman to do? Mm -hmm. But I think specifically with this podcast, like important for like high achieving, ambitious women to do. So the bottom line is that as women, like our core energy is feminine. So when you look around, (coughs) throat chakra, uh, when you look around, majority of women have hormonal issues. They're fucking exhausted. They're not happy. They have self-worth issues. Like so many of them, you know, try and get external validation off things or go and get some part of their body fixed or changed you know, because they don't like it. Um, they, they are always complaining about men and they're just not deeply happy, right? They're always exhausted. They feel like they have to do everything. They're control freaks. And those women are not in their feminine. And when you are constantly out of that feminine energy and you're being in your masculine all the time, which is head energy, right? So you're rushing to work. You're thinking at work all the time. You're in meetings, you're planning things. You go home, then you have to organize the kids or you have to tidy up the fucking house or you have to walk your dog. And then you have to think, oh my God, now I should probably be going on some fucking dates because I'm still fucking single and all these men are shit. It's just like head, 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 head energy. And it's all this masculine energy and you feel it. Like it's fucking draining. It is so exhausting and it zaps you from all your creativity, from that joy of living from you. There's no zest in you. You don't walk into a room and light up the room. Like you find fucking dating so hard because you don't glow. When you walk into a room, you're not deeply happy. Like dating would be a lot more fun and easy if you were like deeply happy within yourself and you glow, like you just glowed and you lit up the room and men would just be like, be fucking magnetized to you because they would just be like, I want this fucking woman. Like, look at her. She is fucking amazing. Like, look at her energy is radiating. So Women that are constantly working all the time, they're in their masculine energy. And even mums that are being a mum all the time, they're often very in their masculine energy, right? And so when we're talking about this feminine embodiment stuff, it's about like coming back to your truth. It's about relaxation. It's about surrendering. It's like this big exhale for your body. And it is so peaceful and relaxing. And if you can integrate that more into your life, you'll find your business easier to run. You won't be as stressed. Your hormones will be better. Your cycle will be better. Your sex life will be better. You won't be fucking biting people's heads off. You will just generally feel so much happier and more relaxed and more laid back day to day. And you won't find everything so stressful. You won't be as much of a control freak, um, all that kind of stuff. And so many women are just not embodied in it. And it's not only affecting their energy, it's actually affecting their physical body as well. So, um, you know, and when you look at like the media and like politically, it's super incorrect. Like, you know, women need to like crush men and we got to be all these high achievers and girl boss, girl boss. And that actually is really damaging when you think about it because it's painting this picture of women are better when they're like men and we have to beat men rather than actually let's celebrate women for their femininity and let's celebrate men for their masculinity because if men were celebrated for their masculinity they would be happier and there would be less violence i guarantee you when you actually study a lot of this can be triggering but when you study a lot of things like um like um, abuse and violence and uh, like even school shootings. It's very interesting. A lot of it is actually around men not feeling like they're men 
right? So they, and they don't know how to, and it's not, it's not safe in this day and age to like go and express your anger and go scream it like a fucking pillow because someone else would be afraid. And so all these men have all this bottled up rage and they don't feel like they can be men. They don't feel like they can be expressed, blah, blah, blah. They don't have these safe environments where men can just go get wild with each other. And so, you know, all you need is you need a straw that broke the camel's back essentially. And then these men just go into blackout rage and like, I've got goosebumps. Like it's, it's sad because it's so, I don't think there's education around it of the reason why this is happening, not all the time, but like some of the time, the reason why this violence is happening that when men are violent towards women, kids, whatever, is because they don't feel safe in their masculinity and they feel like they have to be someone else. And then you've got women on the other side and, um, they're not happy either, right? They're constantly complaining about women. They're control freaks. They feel drained. They feel like they're defeated all the time. Like they just, they never feel like they can succeed. Right. And we take it all internally of like, oh, like us women have it so hard, but actually when women are embodied in their feminine, and I see it so many times with my clients, when they are embodied in their feminine, they're like, oh my God, my life has gotten so easy. And they no longer are striving for this political idea or this like social idea of like success because they're like, fuck, I actually didn't want that. Like the media and society made me think I wanted that. But when I really dropped in, that's actually not what I want. And a lot of women, that's not what they want. Like last year with COVID, when we were all in lockdown, I can't even count how many women said to me, I've realized this year, all I want is a quiet little family with a cute little backyard to garden, to have a sexy husband, to bake, to do a little passion project and just to like live a really relaxing life. I cannot tell you how many women realized I actually don't want to be grinding and pushing and building this empire in like this masculine yucky way. I actually want to be relaxed 80% of the time. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think even you know like this is a, I feel like I'm going to open up a can of worms but that is a conversation because like so many women are are essentially like shamed now mm-hmm. for wanting that like I feel like even you just saying that women listening you know some some people listening might be thinking oh my god but what about what about like women's rights what about and it's and not it's about, right and this is super it's important about the like choice isn't it exactly like choice. being in your feminine isn't about that's not saying women don't have rights like being in your feminine and choosing to not you know be a ceo of some big company doesn't mean that you now don't want the right to vote that's not what i'm like don't twist the words right what this is is that you a lot of women actually have realized when they're in their feminine I no longer am going to buy into the societal pressure of I have to be this girl boss. I actually want to be a fucking mum. And I've had, when, I, when I've given this permission slip on Instagram, I've heard so many women say, thank you, because actually all I want is to be a stay at home mum. And I'm like, amazing. Fucking celebrate that. And a lot of women now, they actually feel a lot of shame around saying, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. And it's like, oh, now that's the wrong thing to fucking do, right? And it's like, if you're not doing everything as a woman, then you're not a girl boss or whatever. It's it's not, it's 
yeah, when people say like the whole like women's empowerment thing, blah, 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 all the time, I'm just like careful because a lot of women that are like preaching women's empowerment, it's actually like masculine empowerment. And it's like women's empowerment in a way of like, in, in a way where society is building this box again for us of another box to fit into of you should be a girl boss, you should be a high achiever, but you also need to know how to bake and be motherly and be all of this thing. And it's like the box for us, it's like we can never fill it, right? Back in the day, it was like, just be a stay-at-home mom. Don't be too much, like be quiet, blah, blah, blah. We did that. Then it was like, now it's like, you have to do everything. And if you can't do everything, well, then you're not a good enough woman. And so, um, anyway, point being is that a lot of women are just fulfilling this ideology that's been created for them by society rather than listening to what they want in their heart. Amen. Amen. For the women listening who are like, no, I actually also like want to be a millionaire as well. Amen to that. Like me. Hello. I've done that. So that's fine. (laughs) Can we talk about why run like, running a business or like you know being a fucking badass lawyer or whatever you know whatever the listener is like striving for yeah we talk about why like being in your feminine is so powerful for manifesting and creating success in your life so the the feminine energy is the receiving energy and the masculine is like output doing So if you want to manifest, if you want to call in ideal clients, if you want to call in new contracts or new opportunities or making money or your business growing, whatever it is that you want to call in, doesn't matter. You want to be in that feminine energy because it's that receptive energy. And people kind of forget this sometimes. And I talk about it in Baba Cat, so you already know this, of when you are selling, people can focus so heavily on this output energy. And it's like, no, when you're selling, you should be focusing on a receiving energy because you're meant to be receiving ideal clients throughout launches output because there's no pressure to sell anything because you're not fucking selling anything. And then that output between launches allows people to get to know you, to build that know, like, and trust. But then when it comes to like a launch period, are you selling something? You really want to be in that receiving energy. And also if you're working majority of the day and you don't know how to relax back into your feminine, you will burn out pretty fucking quickly. You'll burn out really quickly. Your hormones will go crazy. Your skin will go crazy. Some other part of your life will fall away. And if you want every part of your life to be a fucking plus, like mine, every single part of my life for the first time ever right now since moving to New York is like a fucking plus. And if you want that, you need to be able to be in your feminine because the only reason why I can have every area of my life be an a fucking plus is because I have help right? So I can do everything because I don't do everything. Someone else does shit for me, right? I have help. I don't have a book, my calendar. I know how to sell online in a way that like magnetizes my particular audience. And that takes like some playing around with, and you know, like you got to um, find that for yourself, depending on your audience and how you sell it all that jazz. I figured that out. So we know how to do it. So it's just easy fucking capacity. We replicate it over and over again. Um, and then I know how to book my calendar. I know my own limits. I know what I have to do in between client sessions or before I go out for dinner with girlfriends to like keep my energy up and to make sure I'm not burnt out. I know how to manage my own flow of energy. So I'm not in this output 
all the time where then come 6 p.m. I'm a fucking corpse. Like you being in your feminine is you actually listening to your body so much that you get to know yourself so fucking well that you will feel like you can do everything because you know your own limits um, and you know how to like use your own energy and use your own biology to actually like better yourself. Um, And also with your feminine energy and um, manifesting and all that stuff, when you're embodied deeply in your feminine and you don't have this masculine armor around you and your heart is open and you've healed yourself from your trauma and all that kind of stuff, you will radiate and people will be have that whole thing in their head of, I want what she has. So it becomes very easy for you to capture people, for you to draw people in, for people to feel safe around you and then want to hire you, work with you, buy from you, whatever it is. Even if you're a fucking lawyer, right? People are going to want to work with a lawyer that makes them feel relaxed and safe and calm and is not reactive and heady, but is like, is like grounded and a bit nurturing and a bit just more feminine. Right. And even if you work in an environment where there are a lot of men or it's very like corporate and it's very like male dominated, when you have Firstly, healed your trauma, you've healed your relationship with men, and you're deeply embodied in your feminine and your boundaries. You can use your feminine energy in a very masculine workplace to a hell of your advantage. Like if there are 20 men around you and you're the only woman and you feel safe in that because you've healed your shit. Like sometimes I wish I worked corporate just to like experience that because I'd be like, damn, that'd be so fucking hot. I would use my feminine energy, like no one's business. I would never get my own coffee. I would never get my own glass of water. I'd have a million little men doing my dirty work for me, not just to be a bitch, but I also would not be afraid to ask for help. I would, I would not be afraid to go to another guy for advice or hand off some of my work or do all of these things where women feel like if they do that, then they're saying they're weak. And you're not saying you're weak. Actually, when you ask a man for help, they fucking love it. As long as they're like a decent human being and not like a douche, they fucking love it because they are like, oh my God, I get to help her. Oh my God, I'm useful. I'm her hero in a way. Um, So that's the importance of your feminine energy when you're working. Mm. Yeah. I always think of feminine energy as like that magnet, like that magnetism. Mm -hmm. You like, I always ask people like, think of, Think of like a woman in your life who you are just so drawn to. Like when you're around her, you're just like, oh, I just want to just want to be near you. Like you just make me feel good. Like you're just you have this energy. And that for me is that is that like feminine magnetism. And I think I love what you said, because what you'll find like when you step into this is you will just like shit will just happen <laughs> like and, yeah. opportunities will just people will be drawn to you because why wouldn't they be and I also want to add as well that like there isn't one there isn't one um flavor of the feminine so a lot of people think and I used to think in the beginning that like this is how feminine energy looked and that's not there's not one way to be feminine, right? It's like there's not one fashion trend or one fashion look or one way of doing an interior, the interiors of your house. Um, So don't feel like you have to be one certain way to be feminine or that you have to like, quote unquote, change yourself. It's about an energy. 
Um, and if you look at like, there's so many different women in the world, like you've got these, like, I would classify myself as very, if you do queen alchemy, there's different, um, like blueprints. And I classify myself as very like spicy and I'm like kinky. And so when I walk into a room, I'm not like goddessy vibes, right? I'm like spicy, sassy, like very, I wear a lot of black and I wear a lot of red and I am more of like a, um, how would I describe it in like a, if I, if I were to think of like a movie character, like a, like, a, like, like, a, like a Mrs. Bond, that's how I would describe myself. Like would love a gun to be around my leg, could go on a mission if I needed to, would love to get a bit dirty. Don't mind some sweat and whatever. Very kinky in the bedroom. Not, not like goddessy, not like Ariel, the mermaid. Like that's not my vibe, but for other people, their vibe is like Aladdin. I'm like, Oh, that's not me. So just also remember that like the feminine energy is about energy it's not that you need to now wear florally outfits and curl your hair every day and, you know, um, be all airy fairy. And I actually have a very airy fairy side to myself. Sometimes it's like, you don't have to be that. It's about you just actually being more in a receptive energy. You can be fiery as fuck. I mean, I'm fiery as hell. It's just that you have warmth about you and that you have receptivity and that you let men lead and that you love the masculine energy and that you surrender um, and you're in your body, you're not in your head. Mm, Yeah. I think that's really important to say because I think a lot of people, again, like internalized like shit from society, think feminine energy is totally passive. Mm. And it like, masculine energy is aggressive feminine energy is passive and that's just Mm -hmm. not not the case like to be feminine doesn't mean to just like lie down and take anything from anyone right and people think like because I always talk a lot about a lot about like being like dominant and submissive and I'm like and I I, sometimes people will be like oh like are you like all the women's empowerment I'm like well I'm kind of the opposite I'm kind of telling women to like be fucking submissive it's a bit of a joke because like when you actually get to know my work that's not the case that's not actually the case. It's just that the way that I do feminine empowerment is from a very like healed, grounded biological perspective, rather than just this heady, like be a girl boss. It's like, let's get back into our biology. Let's, let's get back into what feels good for our body and operate from there. Let's, let's operate from our natural state of being and let's let men operate from their natural state of being. And you will find the harmony in your life will be out of control. The men in your life will be so much happier. Your partner will be, your relationship will be so much better. Um, And what, like, when I say that, like, I'm very submissive, like I always make a joke when people say, um, oh, like sex is a workout or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you do. I just lie there. (laughs) Like it's a workout for him, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, um, but the submissiveness, what's really important to understand is that when you're actually properly, submissive like when you understand kinky sex and you understand the um subdom dynamic proper submissiveness is a woman only women can do that that have very strong boundaries so a woman that really knows how to be submissive is generally the strongest women because they do it from this healed place and they would have no problem being like absolutely not we're not doing that or like get your hands off me or whatever and the man knows that like it's it's this underlying thing where he knows he actually can't fuck with her like she will chop his balls off um but the way that it's being played out is um 
is in this subdom dynamic with this underlying grounded energy of a lot of self-respect, a lot of boundaries, and both parties um, respect each other and are very self-confident. So being submissive and letting a man lead or letting, or you just being in your feminine, being receptive and letting a man lead is not you being a doormat. If you do that, if you're being a doormat, that's not actually feminine embodiment. That's like a very wounded feminine place. Um, being properly embodied in your feminine is I want to let a man lead. I want to be submissive. And at any time I could just say no. Yeah. And I would have no problems doing so. Yeah. Do you have any tips on like, asking for what you want and boundaries for for any women listening and this could be like in your business with your clients it could be at work it could be like with family and friends it could be in the bedroom what are your tips so majority of the time the reason why people won't draw boundaries is like a fear of something that will happen if they draw this boundary very often that fear won't happen but the reason why they have that fear in their head is often because back in their childhood that fear was proven correct to them. Like if I say no, dad will get angry at me, for example. So if I say no to my boyfriend now, he'll get really angry at me as an example. So when it comes to like anything, boundaries, whatever, like you can practice, do all the stuff, but the one thing that will actually fix it is actually doing that deep trauma work of what the figure out the root and actually heal that root. And then it will be easy. Like when you do that, then you take away so many layers of this fear of whatever's going to happen. And I will also say women have more fear around drawing boundaries and saying no and X, Y, and Z, because biologically we need community to stay safe. If we don't have people around us, if we don't have a tribe, if we get rejected from the tribe because we piss someone off by telling them no, we will die. That's what happens in the cave woman days. And we still have the same brain as being back in the caveman days. Um, So for women, it is a lot harder because we are afraid of rejection more so because if we're rejected, we will die. And so also just constantly reminding your brain that like, I'm not going to get rejected. And like, even if this group of friends did reject me, I'm still safe. Like I'm not in the caveman days. A lion isn't going to come and attack me. I can find new friends, blah, blah, blah. Like literally almost talking to your brain to to calm that like cave woman down inside of you yeah safety is a big one isn't it Mm -hmm. it is okay before we head into the quick round I want to ask because you mentioned like you have a lot of help and that's a big part of like being able to run such a successful business Mm -hmm. whilst still living your life like in that relaxed energy not stressed all that good stuff Can you walk us through like maybe a few things that you Mm. love to do throughout your work day so that you can have like a productive day and you get your Mm -hmm. shit done and you grow in your business, but you're still like prioritizing your feminine energy and like feeling amazing. So things I love to do that help me grow my business. Yeah. Okay socializing. Like, I mean, living in New York is pretty easy. I generally will go out for dinner like five to six times a week. 
And I'm always out for dinner with friends. I've made so many friends since being here and I love it. I wake up the next day. I mean, I'm an extrovert, so I get energy off people. And I wake up the next day generally inspired, full of energy. I feel creative. So that to me is a really big one is going out and having fun. Um, I work out every morning, non-negotiable, um, unless like I can't work out because I've like hurt myself or something. Um, but even if I'm in my like on my period and I, my workouts change throughout my cycle, I work out and according to my um according to my hormones and according to which phase I am in my cycle. So even when I'm on my period, for example, uh, depending how I'm feeling, I might not do like a hard workout, obviously, but I'll still do like some kind of movement, whether it's stretching, whether it's a little like 20 minute arm series or a leg series, I'll never do abs when I'm bleeding. Um, I always do my workout no matter what, what else? Um, A new thing that I've started, which I love, I feel like I'm, it's like I'm almost gone back in time, back to like fucking, I don't know, before we had phones is I got an alarm clock. And it's this alarm clock that I saw on Instagram and it wakes you up with like calm nature sounds. And I am in love with it. Um, this week I've slept so much though. So the alarm hasn't really been working, but that's fine because I've obviously needed to sleep. So it hasn't like thrown me out of bed, which is a good thing, but I keep my phone out of my bedroom now. And I've done this for about three weeks and I am loving it. And, it, and I've gone through phases of doing this, but I've always found it hard because I didn't have an alarm clock that I felt like worked or it was like a really like blaring alarm clock and then I would turn it off and it wouldn't ring again. Whereas at least with like a phone, you click snooze and you know, it's going to like do it again in 10 minutes time. So, um, I can't remember what the alarm clock's called, but anyway, um, I've been loving that, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I wake up every morning and I have a cup of tea, um, just a cup of green tea. And I sit in my sexy, um, burnt orange velvet accent chair in my lounge room. And I look at the view and I don't often journal anymore. Sometimes I'll journal if I need to, but I don't journal that much anymore. I haven't felt like I've really needed to, to be honest. Um, I go through phases with that, but I'll just stare at the view. I'll meditate for a while. Um, I don't really know what I do. I just like hang out for a bit, which has been really nice. And then what else? I don't I don't fill my calendar up like a crazy woman and I'll often like just chill out for little bits throughout the day. So like after our podcast, I got a client in a bit and I'll like chill on the sofa for a bit. I might do a bit of, you know, chill work or something on my laptop before my next client, or I'll just hang out on the sofa for a little bit and just like cuddle jelly, my little dog. Um, but yeah, like I just try and keep my day not too stressful and crazy. And I definitely try and break it up and have those moments in between as much as they can, right? Just like sit down, chill out. Obviously summer helps. I'll often like lay out on my veranda on the lounge and just lie in the sun for a bit, um, which has been beautiful. But yeah, that's kind of what I do. Enjoying your fucking life. That's what yeah. I got from that. Literally. I, I, I live, no, I work to live. I don't live to work. Yeah. And I love my job, like love it. And it is my life and it is my life purpose. Um, but I've had those times where I've had like every bit of success and making all the money and la 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 and no one to share it with. And it's just not fucking worth it. Like it's just not fucking worth it. I would rather make less money and have um, more friends and, and life, but I've, I'm able to do it all. So I just do it all. Amazing. Yeah. So these are the quickie questions we ask every guest at the end. Um, The first one is what is one mess? If someone's going to take away like one message Mm -hmm. or it's up to you, take one action 
from listening to this episode, what would you want it to be? Heal your relationship with men. I'm pretty sure I always say that when people ask a question like this. It's always heal your relationship with men. Amazing. Yeah. Um, the rest are like fill in the blank. So cool. a resource that I am loving lately. You know what? This is going to be not the right answer, but I'm going to give it. I, people always ask like, um, you know, who's the one person you'd have dinner with? I'm like, I don't know myself. And it sounds, to some people, it could sound really like cocky or arrogant, but that's actually not what it is. It's just that I don't look at other people. I know what I want. And I like look up to my future self, if that makes sense. Like I know what I want to achieve. And yes, maybe some other people have done it, but like, I don't kind of think who off the top of my head, like I wouldn't want to necessarily have dinner with them. Um, like I don't compare myself to other people. I don't, I don't try and like follow someone else's footsteps. If that makes sense. I trust that I can do it myself. And I, I follow the steps, footsteps that are given to me. So a resource that I've been loving lately is, uh, well, I guess Sex Life, the Netflix show, because it gave me that whole podcast series. And that, that was kind a good of a series. Right. That was a kind of a good resource, right? Because then I could do those four amazing juicy episodes that everyone's been loving. So maybe that's a good resource lately, fucking Sex Life. <laughs> amazing. And your intuition. Yes, there you go. And my intuition. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, a goal that I am working on lately, or it should, for Monica, it should be a goal that I am manifesting at the moment. Okay, a goal that I'm manifesting. I really fucking want to finish my book. And I've just been having like, not writer's block, but it's just such a big topic of what I'm talking about. And it can just feel like, how can I even cover every base of this? Because I'm going to get so much hate when this book comes out. Um, so I would say that's something that I've been really, really working on and it is, I'm taking my fucking time with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and last one is to me, putting myself first means. Listening to my desires. Mm, Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Monica, please let us know where we can go to connect with you follow you work with you like what have you got if someone's listening and they want to work with you um I feel like the best place is just to go to my website and just have a good flick through the work with me page and then on Instagram I'm I'm always generally talking about on my Instagram stories what's available like we'll kind of make that pretty clear um or on my latest Instagram post so my Instagram is Monica Yates Health um website is monicayates.com.au podcast is feminine as fuck with the U being an asterisk. Um, but I guess Kat will put that all in the description. So people can just go there to check me out, have a little stalk. And if they have any, like I always say to people, it's probably easiest also if you're overwhelmed of how to work with me, just send me a message saying, if this is everything I need to work on, like, can you tell me that where I need to go? Like what's the best programs to look at? And then we can just tell you where to go. Yeah. Yeah. You have an amazing team member who points people in podcast direction as well, which is yeah, so- Sarah is amazing. She knows like the ins and outs very, very well of the biz. Amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time, for sharing yeah. your story with us. Um, you have helped like me step into my feminine in my business so much. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been like life-changing. 
so good i'm so glad thank you if you are here at the end of the episode i am sending you so much love and gratitude for spending your time listening to the podcast this week make sure you're subscribed and following in your podcast app so you don't miss the next one i would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from this episode with me on social media so if you're over on instagram please tag me in your stories at cat underscore horrocks or just send me a dm and if you agree that the impact and message behind the put yourself first podcast needs to be spread far and wide please rate and review put yourself first in apple podcasts and share this episode on to a friend to discover more about the put yourself first community including how we can work together head to cathorrocks.com or if you're on the go check out the show notes for the links that you'll need have a wonderful day and don't forget to put yourself first